welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I am your host, Teresa Reese. Today, I will be reading from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. Thank you. I do appreciate the applause. And so, here we go. The name of this poem is entitled A Strong-Willed Mind. To be an overcomer, you must learn how to survive the abuse and ridicule of others meant to destroy your life. Not everyone will celebrate you or your accomplishments. Sometimes some will envy you, hate and talk about you, but claim to be your friend. To be a survivor, you must learn to overcome the negative opinions of others meant to steal your joy. Not everyone will congratulate you on your victories. Some will be jealous of you, but in due time, they will see that everything that was used against you only helped to build your strength. When they use their tongues to fight you in time, it built your confidence. You have overcome and have learned how to survive, eventually discovering that you have a strong-willed mind. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And let me just go ahead and start by giving this PSAM announcement. I am currently trying to figure out how to utilize more (laughs) electronics and this has not been an easy feat for me so I appreciate your patience and just allowing me to figure this thing out I never used a live sound card before Um, and so for those of you who are experts in podcasting I'm sure you know what I'm talking about this is a major and I do mean major adjustment for me However, I am trying to remain open-minded as I expand this process. Um, And it is a process for me. So for those of you who don't know, um, I have been in podcasting. It will be, Lord say the same, I pray he does. On January the 7th, it will be, I believe, three years. Yeah, it'll be three years. And so I am still learning. However, I am learn. I'm teachable. So although I'm still learning this process and I'm not going to make a hundred all the time on here, we are real. I'm sorry. We are raw, R-A-W, which stands for real and wise. And so I try to be as transparent as I possibly can uh, because I do not know who all is listening, but hopefully in your listening, you're able to learn something from me. Um, and so this is new for me I'm trying to figure it all out and so it's a couple of episodes that I recorded where I thought I was hitting 
the appropriate keys and you can't even hear it. But nevertheless, I am going to continue. Um, eventually, God say the same. And again, I pray he does. I will have a team. Um, and when I have a team, those experts will be able to do the very thing that I'm trying to do on my own right now. However, I won't know unless I try, right? So this is me trying. <laughs> All right. So I didn't have a specific subject, but what I did want to do um, recently, I've been cleaning out my storage and going through some things um, while I'm tending to family matters as well as my own matters. And I ran across an, and I do mean old journal that I started writing. It was the very first journal entry was May the 31st of 2006. So it's that's how long ago it was. Um, and then the very last time that I wrote, let me see if I have that. The very last time I wrote in this journal was April the 24th of 2008. And very interesting. As I was reading this, what I noticed is that I really used to write just about everything that I would go through in a day. And when I was reading over the pages, I was like, man, a lot of the stuff I forgot that I went through. But when I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you made it through all of this? And I had to take a moment and just thank God because a lot of what I endured, and I even wrote, like, I wrote my emotions, I wrote how I felt, I wrote who I was dealing with, I wrote how I was being spoken to. I wrote how I handled discrimination. Um, I just wrote a lot how I handled toxic relationships. I wrote about a lot. Uh, how I handled being a new mother all over, and not really a new mother. I mean, I have six kids, but it was my sixth child. Um, I wrote about that, having my, the baby, just, and I was like, wow. But what I went through emotionally through those parts of my life, I literally, aside from me writing some points, I literally had forgotten about the details. But when I started reading the, it was, I, the way that I wrote it was like a book. So when I started reading the pages and reading what all I went through, I was like, wow, this is a lot for a human being to go through and still have their joy. Not saying that when I was going through it, I had joy because that's not true, but to be able to find joy after going through something like this, I was like, wow, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. 
you know, I hear sometimes when people talk about whenever we say like hashtag goals and we're quick to want to be like someone else, but we don't even know what they've endured in order for them to be who they are in that particular season of their lives. And so when I was looking and reading these pages, first off, I didn't want to put it down. But second of all, I literally was able to look at it. I think that's the reason why I encourage any and everybody to have an actual journal. Um, And one of the reasons why I encourage that is because when you have a journal, it allows you an opportunity to see if you have healed in certain areas, if you have grown in certain areas, if those are still sore spots for you. And it's also therapeutic. When I think about how I would take time out to write in detail what my day was like and get my emotions out on paper, first off, I believe that it most likely helped me to sleep a lot better too because I wasn't going to bed with that weight on me. But it also showed me how high my tolerance for pain should have never been because there was a lot that was happening to me that looking back, I had to have For whatever reason, I had to have allowed that to be a part of my testimony. Because even when I was reading some of the pages, some of the experiences, I was like, I literally was facing my enemy or enemies on a daily basis, knowing how they felt toward me or at least believing I knew, and weathering those storms. And I don't know what I would tell that Teresa versus who I am today, but a part of me feels like what I would have, if I would have been a voice of reason back then with the knowledge and the wisdom that I have now. What I noticed is that that version of myself, I have always, and this is somebody that I, I, I still am. This is, I, maybe this is truly to the core of who I am. I've always tried to see the good in people. Even when I saw how dirty they were doing. I've always looked for the good. I've always tried to make that my focal point. But then, now, because I used to kind of make excuses for people. Now, I am a firm believer in when people show you who they are, believe them now I don't make the excuses anymore. I see it for what it is. I acknowledge it for what it is. And I move accordingly. 
it was funny i was watching it, it was a quick video but it was funny to me um pastor jamelia good she said she did a quick TikTok or reel whatever you want to call it and she was talking she gave an example of like when you are working with someone that you know can't stand you and she was like but we got to get this project done so i'm going to act accordingly and i saw that video almost 24 hours after reading my journal inserts from 2006 and I'm like, maybe that was my mindset, not being aware that that was my mindset, but maybe one of the reasons why I tolerated what I tolerated was because I knew that I needed to act accordingly, first of all, to keep my job. Second of all, because these bills are real. They, like I was telling my son the other day, bills show up, they don't, bills do not discriminate. They are due at the first or the 15th or in between of every month. And they don't care what you have going on, they're still going to be due. And whatever the reason, it was enough for me to know, keep my peace. And so I guess a part of my keeping my peace was literally journaling at the end of each day. I talked about how at one point I was pregnant. Mind you, this was many years ago. I can talk about it now. Um, but I, I wrote in my journal about when I was pregnant and how I had gone for a promotion and how the people that I was going up against, that I had more knowledge than they did, more experience than they did. But the actual individual who did not give me the promotion, one of her reasons was because I wouldn't tell her my due date. And I wrote that down, full name and all. And I was like, wow, so because I wouldn't tell you when the baby is due, you passed me up for a promotion. Okay. But then I wrote how I had a tug of war internally because even after I had my child I was still trying to prove myself to the same people that I knew didn't too much care for me and I was like huh even after I got all the details because it was more extensive I'm giving y'all bits and pieces but it was more extensive but in a nutshell she literally did not promote me because I was pregnant. So, fast forward. As I'm reading these pages, I come to find out that I was still trying to save face with said person. Even after it was quite clear that I was being discriminated against because of a pregnancy. I was still trying to win her approval. And then I thought, like, how many times have I done this in real real time, real life? Like, not just at a job, but how many times have I stayed in a relationship? How many times have I accepted the unacceptable for the sake of being a 
fruit by an individual. Because what I have learned, of course, if you go into therapy and counseling, what I have learned is that a lot of times, whatever behavior that you yourself possess in a certain area, it bleeds over to other areas in your life. So, if you are a terrible time manager, it's going to bleed into other areas. If you can't manage your time wisely, if, if there is an appointment that you are supposed to be at at 3 p.m. and you don't leave your house until 2.45 p.m., not thinking about traffic, not thinking about a potential accident, not thinking about parking, not thinking about walking into the building, not thinking about checking in. If you haven't factored all of those things into the equation and all you're thinking is, hey, I got ample time to get there. Nine times out of 10, if that location is more than 15 minutes away, you're gonna be late. And it's all because managing your time wisely may not be something that you're great at. But then that goes to other things. That goes to how you attend certain events. That goes into if you say that you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, you look up at 12.30 a.m. Part of that is because you're not managing your time wisely. So whatever area that you're lacking in, so to speak, if you don't own it, if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't address it, what can happen is that same weakness in one area can become a weakness in all these different areas, like across the board. So when I was reading my journal, I was like, what part of this journal is something that I can honestly say is still a struggle for me even now? I haven't gotten the answer yet because I'm still reading the journal. But what I've observed, and that's the other thing that that is really, really interesting. When you read your journal, especially when you're doing, you know, you read what this person said to you or what this person said to you. I believe, this is just my personal belief, you can apply it or deny it. It's really up to you. But one of the things that I recognize is that if I am seeing the same pattern when it comes to conversing, the same type of conversations, the same type of dialogue, and this is years ago, but if the same manner of, of conversation is still taking place in relationships, friendships, what have you, this is what conclusion that I've drawn. Whether good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, I am the common denominator. That's the conclusion that I have drawn. So, one of the things that I'm going to be doing when I, when I am reading, I am going to be looking for some of the common denominators. Because for me, that will help me see if I have truly grown in certain areas. I'll give you an example. So, way, way, way back in the day, I used to always want to be right. I don't even know where I got that from. I don't know where I got that from. Learn behavior, call it what you want, because I don't know where I got that from. 
but I used to always want to be right. Then I started watching different videos, different self-help, just reading books and things of that nature and having conversations like heart-to-heart conversations with my children. And it feels like overnight that changed. I don't have to be right. I just have to understand why I think the way I think. And once I gather those details of why I think the way I think, I don't have a problem with agreeing to disagree, nor do I have a problem with someone else agreeing to disagree. I just need to understand why it is we are opting to do things this way. I just got to know why you think the way you think, and I got to know why I think the way I think. See if there's a way that we can compromise, and if compromising is off the table, and if you really want to go your way, I just have to find a way for to make peace with that within me. So I don't necessarily have to be right. I, it just has to make sense. And as long as it makes sense, for the most part, I'm okay with that. It's no longer about me being right. As a matter of fact, what I've also noticed is that I hold my peace now more than I ever have in my life. I don't say everything I think anymore. If anything, I nod my head a lot or I'll say, I hear you. (laughs) I say, I hear you a lot now. I'll be like, I hear you. But as far as like having to be right, I don't have to be right. I don't know when that changed. I don't know when that shifted. But I think part of it is respecting the fact that everybody has different backgrounds. Everyone has had different experiences. And based off of their backgrounds and their experiences, their truth is going to show up differently. And my background and my experiences, because I know that that's going to show up differently as well, it doesn't make me better than anybody else, nor does it make them better than me. It means that we're just different in that particular area. We think differently because of what we've been through, and that's okay. But it took me a while to get to that point where it's okay for me to be wrong, so to speak, or it's okay for someone to disagree with me. I just want to understand how you came to that. Now, one thing that I have heard, and I think that that stands true all the way to this day, is that there are times that I can be very abrasive in my in my speech, um, especially when I'm trying to prove my point. And so I've been trying to become more self-aware of that, um, that everyone can accept, nor do they want to accept, um, that certain tones that I may present certain facts with. And so I'm trying to become more mindful of that. There is a statement that you might hear often, or maybe you've never heard it until today, know your audience. Well, I'm trying to learn how to learn my audience so that I will know my audience. And one of the things that I have grown to understand 
is that we think differently. That that's really, really okay. As a matter of fact, there's a few people that I follow on social media sites that I really do love listening to their perspectives. Um, and it's not there. It's I don't. We don't share the same perspective all the time, but I like listening to different perspectives. And that hasn't always been me. Maybe it's because of how I was raised. Um, I was raised a certain way. So I guess I was raised to believe that the, how I was raised was the right way of being raised. Come to find out, it's a lot that was transpiring. I'll get it out. <laughs> that was transpiring in my life that looking back, I can't really say that I agree. But I do understand that people do the best that they can do with what they have. And I know that by just being a parent. And so as time has gone by, I'm learning how to look at certain situations from different perspectives. I'll give you a prime example. The name of this episode, not this episode, the name of the podcast is called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. It's actually called Dear Future Hubby Podcast. The whole intent of the podcast was for me to acknowledge the fact that I am a divorced single mother and I am waiting for my true husband to manifest so that I can be remarried again someday. I still desire to be remarried. However, I don't how it used to be number one on my chart of one through ten. I promise you, it's like number three or four now. Yeah. There's so much more that I want to accomplish before saying I do. That was not my mindset when I first started these episodes. My mindset was like, honey, you're gonna let all on the line. You're going to talk about everything you've been through. You're going to heal. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be set free. And then your knight in shining armor is going to appear. By recording these episodes, when I tell you, I have discovered so much and uncovered so much about me that I want to continue the work. In fact, I literally just invested in three more books, as if I don't have enough books. And these are by relationship expert, Love McPherson. One says, why didn't they tell me? Five truths everyone should know about love. Tell the Teresa Reese if you invest in her books, please and thank you. The other one, it's notes to self, talking back to your inner self. A personal guide for learning how to challenge your inner narrative and dialogue. The other one, why singles are still single. Seven ways women block their man. And last but not least, which is the first one I read because I am dating. What are we? The five stages of dating. And it says your relationship status should never be a mystery. Mine isn't, but I still want to. But yes, so if you invest in any of those books, please tell Miss Love 
Love McPherson that Teresa Reese on the Dear Future Hubby podcast gave her a shout out and recommended that you read one if not all of those books that's where I'm at that's where I'm at I'm trying to better self I'm trying to better self and whatever happens after that God's will be done but the more that I dig deeper the more that I start to see these layers and the more that I start to peel back these layers I realize I want me to be the very 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 best version of self that's what I want for myself anything else is a compliment but I want to become the very best version of dating or not dating I'm just currently dating because that is the best gift that I can give to myself it's being healed and being whole so when I'm reading my previous journal inserts and I'm seeing how I allow certain relationships to go way beyond their expiration I'm being mindful and praying that I don't do that in this season of my life that I don't repeat that this season in my life when I am seeing how certain comments were made about the way that I communicate I am checking with self to see do you still do that or have you grown are you no longer that person I am trying to take personal inventory so that I can become the very best version of myself someday somehow some way so this is going to end this episode on today but I hope that you all have the most amazing evening morning afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode but please 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 do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because it's